0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Miles of Memories podcast. I'm your host for the day, Joe Chung. Sean is probably hanging upside down on a roller coaster somewhere, but he will be back next week. On today's episode, we got a great show. Bethany from Bougie Miles is back to bring her expertise and her humor to the show. We talk about what's wrong with the IHG program, why did they devalue, opportunities for status earning and mileage runs on Delta, and we also talk about what we would put in our wallets if we could only have one credit card. Before we start the show, just want to give you a quick reminder— You can find all episodes of this podcast at mtmpodcast.com. If you're enjoying it, we'd really appreciate it. If you could rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, it helps us a ton if you share the podcast with your friends. So if you're enjoying it, please let them know. Get them to listen to. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Email the podcast, podcast at milesmemories.com. If you have any questions other than that, as Sean would say, let's hit it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It is me, Joe, from As Joe Flies. You might know me from other programs like the Observation Deck or 1-2-Equals-Negative-Fun with me here, as what? always. <laughs> Some people will get the reference. The people who get it will
1: get it. All right. We got uh, Mark here, as always. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing... Pretty good. I went up to the cottage this weekend. We got internet installed for the first time since we got it, which is nice because when I have to run up there to do random stuff or have stuff installed, now I can actually work while I'm there. It's I'm not sure hardwired. Sean's happy about that, so I'm sure you'll yell at me if I ever have to do a podcast from up there, but we'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe it I'll be... just buy a really long cord. <laughs> yeah.
0: Run it in an hour. It can't be worse than Sean's connection. Speaking of which, his connection was so bad because he is in a theme park that we had to bring on someone much better looking, much nicer. Bethany Walsh from Bougie Miles. Welcome back to the podcast. I don't know about nicer.
2: you as always.
1: I don't know about nicer, but yeah. That's true. That's I true. think
2: I would agree <laughs> with that also. <laughs> but is that why you had to ha- have me on, or, you know, it's just because, like, you guys really went, like, missed me? I think that's what it was. Both. Like, both. Yeah.
1: Both yeah. Things.
2: <laughs> this is both well, thank you for situation. having so- me.
0: Both and situation. Uh, let's get the plugs out of the way. Bethany, where can people find you online? I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you know her, but uh, yeah. you know and love her like we do. But Bethany, where can people find you?
2: Yes, bougie miles.com and bougie miles YouTube channel. Just B O U G I E, please. Thank you.
1: No J, no J in there.
2: Oh, I mean, honestly, if you go to that site, I own it. I own every iteration of bougie, but for the YouTube, it's not so easy. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, that's why, that must be why you and Sean got along so well. Doesn't Sean own like 77 different URLs, like every miles yes. to memories
1: iteration that you can if think a of? Week, if a week goes by that he doesn't buy something, he, I think he gets like the shakes and stuff. He always calls me Circa Fanboy on our, uh, MTM Vegas YouTube recording every week. So he bought that one. So if you go to Circa Fanboy, it redirects you to MTM Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> why?
2: oh that's awesome because do
1: that. he does it all the time so he's like yeah i'm gonna get this let's uh because i think it might start trending or something so i'm gonna have it just in case so wait i got out. a
2: good one recently og miles
1: that is a and- good one that is a good because, one i
2: liked it
0: <laughs> you got th- that that is a good one i feel like the game's been running long enough that that is gonna have some traction speaking of uh um, websites that you can check out You can find all episodes of this podcast at mtmpodcast.com. Also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. We'd love for you to leave us a review telling us how much you love Mark's Laugh. Please do that. And of course, we are recording live nowadays, the Facebook group. Mark, where's the Facebook group? Where can people find this live and listen to this mess live?
1: Uh, I gotta like look it up now. <laughs> I think it's just Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook. Yeah, like forward slash miles to memories. I think that it would. Or you can just so, search on Facebook MTM and miles and it will come up as like the first group there. So, Mark, you, you
0: uh, relinquished being head moderator of the Facebook group for like one week now and you've already
1: forgotten the URL. I never paid attention to the URL, anyways, because once you joined, you just go to groups and click it. But. Sure, sure. That was always Sean's thing. He always says it, so I never yeah. paid attention. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ryan, the new moderator, by the way. Yes, he's been uh, kicking butt there. He started off a chat about Southwest boarding process today, which uh, has uh, gotten a lot of conversation. So definitely, uh, you know, some fun stuff he's brought and, and bringing the engagement every day. So, you know, nothing job, gets Ryan. people
0: worked out like talking about Southwest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Southwest boarding, for sure. People yeah. either love it or hate it. And it's there's no middle ground
0: controversy is always good all right let's start with topic number one which i'll give you a guess as to who to title this topic because the topic title is why does ihg suck so hard so <laughs> that's in our show notes yeah <laughs> so i'm not i'm not sure who came up with that one remember yeah oh. the, uh, the cat's away so the mice are playing so yeah i'm Mark. gonna
1: say that this might be our best show ever you know one because bethany's here and two because of course i picked the lineup of the stuff we discussed so <laughs> Yeah. So Mark.
0: So there we go. I I actually did not get a chance to catch up on the news. I saw that there was a big devaluation, but tell me the details.
1: Yeah. So Loyalty Lobby was the one that kind of broke the story and that's where I got the info from. And the big thing is IHG went to variable pricing uh, like a year ago where where there's not set categories. First, you know, originally they always had categories where the top category was 50,000 points a night. So Anytime you book into that, you know what it's going to be. And then, you know, they extended those out to where it went to like 70,000 for the top tier. And then they went to variable pricing, which hasn't been too bad because of the pandemic and the cash pricing and and the value of the points kind of moved with the cash price, which is what you expect similar to Hilton's uh, setup. But recently they noticed that they basically devalued the the points, the valuation that you can put on them, you know, by 30%. At some places, you're getting like three tenths of a cent per point, a little bit over that, you know, on average, it's four, or maybe it's four one thousandths, whatever. <laughs> four te- no, four tenths of a cent, that's correct. So that's kind of like the average now where it used to be, you know, three, four years ago, IHG points were probably worth close to a cent, then they dropped down to seven tenths of a cent. And now it's, you know, gotten cut in half when you're searching stuff, which is crazy because you're finding these random hotels that are like $200 a night in the middle of nowhere. And they're asking, you know, 90,000 points for them and stuff like that. So it's definitely something, uh, you know, shocking to see that they would, they would go this far. It's not everywhere. There's still value there for sure. But you also have to look at, you know, the credit cards they used to have the free night cert was uncapped where you could use anywhere. And now uh, they changed that a couple years ago to 40,000 points. And now you have to look at it, like how hard is it going to be to find a good 40,000 point hotel that you want to stay at? Is it worth the annual fee anymore, where it used to be for sure, like it was the best deal in the game. And now you don't even know $49 is worth it because of the headache it it involves. So kind of crazy. What'd you think about it, Bethany? I know you had an IHG story to share too.
2: I have the craziest IHG story that, (sighs) all right, I'll give you a little background. And I know we only have 10 minutes on this topic, but it's really crazy. Okay.
1: That's just, that's just an idea. We can trim from other places. It's more of a guideline. Let it all. Yeah. Let it all out.
2: Yeah. All right. So here's, here's what happens. Okay. So I'm one of these people who got really lucky and had two of those uncapped certificates. Now, obviously I was trying to use them by the end of the year because that's when they were going to expire for good. Like the end of 2020. And then IHD comes out and, you know, does something which I thought was really nice or like kind of what they had to do, which was extend them until August of 2021. Now, I had booked two of them for the intercontinental, I have no idea how to say it, the lasso in Bora Bora, which is like, you know, the hotspot. It's the one where you want to use your certs because it's really expensive and it's a great property, right? Okay, so... I go to cancel one and I happen to also have two IHG credit cards. So in my account, I already have four free nights, but those are all capped. I go to cancel one and they put it back in as a 40,000 point night. So obviously, you know, I hop on chat. Three hours later, the woman- (laughs) Three hours on chat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. Three hours later, the woman disconnects with me. So I call the Spire hotline, which is their top tier elite hotline. I don't know why I went for them because they're so terrible, but it was easy enough to get. They hung up on me three times, I think on purpose. Now, I then go back onto chat and finally she's able to fix it. I don't know how, but I said, listen, I have another free night booked there. Can we please take care of this now so that this doesn't happen again? And she says, ma'am, I am so sorry. This will never happen again. It was a system malfunction. Well, guess what? They canceled the second free night because they are not open and they are telling me that i cannot get it back because the free night expired at the end of 2020
1: <laughs> this is it, it was a glitch it won't happen it always happens it's IHG city runs their uh back end
2: but it but doesn't it make it so much worse that i'm like hold on do you understand that you guys canceled the night number 1 number 2 you extended the free nights through August. So what are you saying that it expired at the end of December? How is that possible? So that was two hours on chat. I called again twice. The woman gave me such a hard time and then hung up on me. So I don't know if they there's like a note in my file that says like this chick has uncapped free nights, just hang up on her. I'm not sure. So that's, that's my situation.
1: It kind of sounds like when I dealt with frontier at the beginning of the pandemic and I was like, Hey, you guys canceled the flight. I want money back instead of a voucher. And I, I waited two hours back to back at like the middle of the night. And every time I'd explain it to them, they'd be like, okay, let me go check on this. I'll get right back to you. And then put me on hold and hang up. It happened twice in a row. I'm like, Oh, so you really just don't want to give me my money back. Okay, cool.
2: Do you think that's possible? Is there like a note on your file?
1: Oh, I'm sure they put notes and stuff but like do not or it might be like a memo do not extend or re reissue uncapped search, something like that. I, it wouldn't surprise me. It kind of it's funny cuz everybody knows IHGs it is horrible it sucks so hard as they say <laughs> so whenever they had those really good accelerate uh, promos where you could get like forty thousand points for staying one night or you know checking off two brands type of thing you're always really like okay so i need to spend this much money i get this many points and i'm probably gonna have to spend this much time on the phone is it all worth it once you add in the phone calls and everything so it's pretty much the same as as usual but now It's like, is it worth it anymore since the value has really been stripped? What do you think, Joe? Do you have any IHG cards, the free night?
0: Yeah, my wife and I both have one. And we already were running into the problem a couple weeks ago or last week. We talked about redeeming all our free nights, And IHG has been problematic for years already. I've been lucky that my dad has needed one night stays and so i've been able to book him stuff but it's been really annoying lately so i think this is the this is the end of it i'm going to cancel both of our cards the only thing i'm thinking about is the timing on canceling them just because i think i've alluded to it here but i am about to dip below 524 so i want to apply for the preferred and i'm debating like should i cancel before will that look worse or will you know i have four credit cards personal credit cards with chase right now and so i'm debating will i be more likely to be approved instantly for the preferred if i cancel or if i don't cancel so i'm not sure about that
1: i would say cancel is probably if you want the instant approval i would say cancel before like a couple weeks maybe a month before that you know lowers the limits you have with chase or even if you don't want to close it then just reduce the limits available to you on that card I know some people will say keep it open so that if you need to call in, you can transfer credit limit over and stuff. But I found it always better to just close it or reduce the card limit before the application. And then you're more likely to get approved because they're not looking at all this credit already extended to you type of thing. Plus, my wife has seven personal Chase cards, so I don't think you're going to have a problem either way. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go.
2: I have a question on that. I just got both free night certs for the two credit cards because they just renewed. But I want them... I I don't want them. Like, can I call Chase and be like, hey, I want to do this all on like a good faith basis. You can have these free nights back. I have no use for them. And please cancel my cards. Like what, how... How would you do this?
1: I mean, that's been a, a long running thing that they would post them so quickly, usually like years ago for the IHG card and for the Hyatt card, that people would actually wait until that posted and then cancel their card within 30 days. They'd recoup the whole annual fee and they'd get they'd keep the free night. Now with Hyatt, they've actually pushed that out where they're not posting them until 60 days down because... I think they found out people were doing that. So if IHG is doing the same thing, I don't think you're going to have any issues with them. They're not going to come back after you. So just One give them note. give them away like on bougie miles. Just be like two free night certs.
2: Can I give them away? I have five of them. I'm not going to use them. I don't like. Where would I even use forty thousand points in the desert somewhere? At, the At like Laguardia's airport
1: sh- or something. Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, holiday Inn. Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody needs uh, a Holiday maybe- Inn are on me. Like
1: I go to the Kempton in Cleveland, I guess. There you go. There's a good weekend. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't think you're gonna have any issues if you close it. Now, my annual feed just posted on my $49 card. I said I was probably gonna keep it open for another year and see how things shake out if it's as bad as we think. But now I'm just like, I already have a couple. I don't really want more. This long term, IHG just isn't for me, I don't think. Even at $49, I know I can find a hotel for $100, $150. But it's just the mental bandwidth that you have to give. Joe loves this. Like, I don't want to have to think about it and then every time i go somewhere well is there an ihg property i got to check this let me see so i don't know if the free night post i'll definitely cancel it then <laughs> before the 30 days but if not we'll see that's fair All right. So uh, the next topic or hot topic, you know, Mark
0: had a great idea, which was the concept of the one card wallet. If you could only have one card in your wallet, if there was only one card that you had to use all the time, what would it be? Or could you at least narrow it down to a few options? So what are a few cards that you would consider, Bethany, you know, for a one card wallet, what are you thinking? If you only were limited to one, just make it one. Let's 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 go for the gold.
2: All right. I'm going for the freedom flex. That's going to be my one card wallet. I think it's got probably the best earning. And then if you can only use one card, we're not looking at like transfer point opportunities. So yeah, I'm going like a Freedom Flex.
1: That's interesting because, you know, as Benji wrote up the article and as he's writing it, like you notice that a lot of the options are American Express. And that's when you're not thinking about it, you're like, oh, there'll probably be a good mix of cards. And then after you write it and you look at it, you're like, oh. Okay, like most of this list is American Express, but that makes sense because they're really the only ones that have gas and grocery, which are big expenditures for, you know, most families and stuff. That's the two big earn areas. Mm -hmm. And then you look at Chase, they don't have gas or grocery. So that's one thing. And then Freedom Flex was one that we had kicked around, but we didn't, he didn't add it to the list because, because of the transfer partner issue. But it is a great cashback card even if you're not using transfer par- partners. But I think Chase is best for like a two card system where you have like the Sapphire Preferred and the Freedom Flex. So I think that's where they really knock it out of the park. For myself, I would put my favorite was the um, Everyday Preferred for families because you're earning four and a half times on grocery, three times on gas one and a half times everywhere else. So that's for like the every man, every woman, you know, regular run of the mill person that's just going to use it the way it's intended. For myself, what I would probably go with is the Amex Gold, the four times on groceries, which it goes up to a $25,000 cap versus the 6000 on the four and a half with the everyday preferred. And then you're getting four times at restaurants, you have some travel covered, uh, you know, earning at three times, one time on everything else, and all those points transfer. So I think that would be my go-to card. I have the Ink Plus. If the Ink Plus was still, available I might look at that instead because you can get a lot of gift cards at uh, Staples or Office Depot that would cover a lot of your everyday spend but that w- that would be what I would go with for cards that are available right now how about you Joe
0: yeah for me I had the Amex Gold as well just for the same reasons you know I feel like the cap on groceries is something that you can really make a dent in and with the Amex Gold I will be able to transfer it. Maybe it'll take longer to get enough uh, miles and points to make it worth it. But, and the other thing with Amex that I really like is, yes, you only have one card, but Amex has all these lucrative referral bonuses. And then they have been, at least during the pandemic, very good in terms of retention bonuses and stuff like that. So, you know, I really like Amex's ecosystem overall, which, you know, I totally get why there's a lot of Amex cards in benji's article and so for me the gold would uh probably be it any like random cards that you guys thought of or anyone in the chat have anything you want to share
2: i have one oh. i like the um the bank of america cash the one where you get to pick your three because last year because i have three of those and you know i have the um what is it the platinum preferred or whatever so you get the 75 percent bonus baller it's No, you can uh, roll over your 401k, which yeah. is nothing, right? Um,
0: I mean, mine is literally nothing, <laughs> but yes. <I guess.
2: laughs> but I mean, it's that's that's an easy way for most people to hit their number. I'm being um,
0: tongue-in-cheek. Uh, teachers, yeah. it's technically a 403B, so yes.
2: So yeah, so my my reasoning was that last year they sent me two bonuses throughout the year where it was like, hey, you'll earn 6% in your category plus your preferred bonus, so I was like, okay, so I'm getting 10% on online shopping. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say uh, a couple of commenters made a good point in the article. Amex is not great for international travel. And acceptance is an issue at some places, especially internationally. So that might be a consideration if you're looking to spend a lot or you're on the road a lot. City Premier was one that was brought up that hits the the gas and grocery. Also has the foreign transaction fees, but everybody knows me and Citi thank you points aren't... Uh, aren't the best of friends uh, one Not that I saw terms <laughs> yeah one that I thought was uh, interesting in the comments was the uh, altitude reserve from US Bank and that's because you can earn three times with mobile wallet wallet so if you use your mobile wallet a lot and your you go to stores that accept it, that's a way to earn 4.5% back on all those purchases and then you're getting the travel coverage, you're getting some of the priority pass stuff and everything like that. So, that's another good option that's might not work for everybody, but for certain people would be a really great one card wallet.
2: On that note, the next time we hang out with the group, can somebody show me how to use mobile wallet, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can't The think. youngest the youngest Bethany.
1: person here needs a needs a, a training session. Okay,
0: you 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 want to project that you're like in your 20s okay you can't say stuff like that publicly and pull that off okay come on
2: i got i have like you're the
0: only 20 year old i know bethany who doesn't know how to use mobile wallet come on
2: it's such a nightmare every time i do it my phone dies or something i'm like i'm cursed that's it
0: uh lucas from the chat uh for three Says Mark didn't go with a Choice Privileges card.
1: Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> I still got to figure out what I'm going to do with those points. Uh, I regret it. I regret it a little bit. Because my my preferred option was a, a hotel in Detroit, you know, for a staycation weekend or like a guy's weekend when we're going downtown. And it was in that, I forget, Bethany, you might remember the name of the program, but like their partner program that has all the nice hotels. I can't preferred. remember. Preferred. Yeah, so it was a part of that program, and then they pulled out of that program. So now I'm sitting here with points. I know it's great in you know uh, parts of New- Europe like Norway and stuff like that. So that's the plan if I can keep the points alive until then. But I did notice there was a choice hotel in part of a La- in an area of Alaska we might drive through. So I might <laughs> I might be so hotels are expensive in Alaska, so that might be a good use and the points aren't too bad there. So nice, nice, and I like that you pretend that you're gonna go to Europe sometime. Love it. Very
0: off brand, very off brand for Mark. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go, yeah, at some point, at some point for those Christmas markets for Kirsten's 40th.
1: Yes, there you go. <laughs> All
0: right. So, our last big topic of the day is Delta has some new status earning bonuses and mileage running opportunities. Bethany, you had a nice write up. You want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? What do we need to know there?
2: Yeah. So, you know what's funny is that I did the mileage run guide like two days before they came out with the news. That's that how it goes. Out Timing out is
0: everything. That's how it goes.
2: Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, listen, that's an evergreen post. I've been doing that for years. So obviously when it's time to start looking at your Delta status, it's something you're going to want to know in the first place. Um, And basically the whole concept boils down to how to get the most EQDs, which are elite qualifying dollars or actually no wait, for Delta it's MQDs and the cheapest way and the best way to do it is through cheap partner fares. But now Delta has done this awesome thing where they're allowing us to use award flights to count toward your medallion status. So like, there's a lot to think about here, but If you are a Delta flyer and you're looking for Delta status this year, I mean, there are so many ways to do it. And like, you just got to do it.
0: This is the first airline to do that because hotels have done this in the past, right? But
2: this is the first airline to allow you to use award flights to go towards status. So no, there are a couple others like uh, Virgin announced that they were going to do it last year, which obviously is not such a big deal for us. And then there was another one that came out recently, but it was only for a short amount of time. And like, it would have ended by the end of 2021. I'm not uh, sorry, like mid 2021. So it didn't really matter. But I'm thinking, I'm hoping for everybody that the other airlines are going to, like, follow suit. What do you guys think?
1: Usually when Delta does something, other people do something. So we'll see. Yes. Uh, American most likely will never do it because they still haven't made their miles uh, not expire, even though everybody else has. But, um,
2: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah.
1: Stupid. Um, so... Uh, yeah. It is cool. And we were about, we were just talking about timing is everything with the post. And I booked my flights to Alaska. I paid cash for mine and use miles for my son, use Virgin Atlantic for one way and Delta for the other way. And then, and I did that because I'm chasing Delta status. I need the qualifying dollars because I'm not sure if I'm going to put the 25K on the Delta card to get the waiver. I don't know if it's worth it. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, a $1,200 flight, $1,100 flight, whatever. I'll put it, I'll charge that and then I'll earn some MQDs that will get me, you know, halfway there compared to including what I've already done this earlier this year. And then this comes out where I could have earned it with using miles. Now, I will say, unless you're getting like one cent a mile, you're going to get more MQDs by paying cash, but it's still nice to have that option. I probably would have gone with the miles because $1,100, $1,200 is $1,100, $1,200. I'd rather have that in my bank account versus this. So, But it is true. You make a great point in the article that booking partner airlines is the best way to hit the MQDs quickly, If you, especially if you find like a business class ticket, like a mistake fare or just a cheap route you know, something like $700 that goes to South America, Europe, something like that, and you fly and credit back to Delta, that's how you hit your MQDs quickly, because they give you a percentage of the miles flown, like 40% of the miles flown versus the amount of money you spent. So the cheap fare doesn't really matter. It's all based on the distance. So if you want to be like Rick, who's in our chat, who flies from Seattle to Miami to Las Vegas, trying to rack up,
2: because um, that so
1: <laughs> yeah, that's to rack up MQMs. It doesn't help him with MQDs. But if it was on a partner airline, that would help him with both MQMs and MQDs. So that's kind of cool. That's the best way to to get uh, Delta status Unfortunately, it's tougher to fly internationally right now and use partners. But even going forward in the future, that's the way to do it. Now, I will say that this promo where you're getting you're also getting fifty percent more MQMs and MQDs when you fly Delta does not. Work with partner airlines. So that's something to consider for this year. But in the future, you definitely want to use partner airlines for sure.
2: Yeah. But you know what else is so cool about this? The reward one is that even for Comfort Plus, it's 1.75 of everything they'd normally give you. Comfort Plus is usually, I mean, I'm looking at uh, flights to Vegas, it's only $50 more than like economy. So of course I'm going to do that. And then there's a really good chance I'm getting upgraded to first. So it's kind of it's it's kind of awesome and then um i feel like it might help be helpful to give people like just a really quick example of how the uh, mqds work when you do a partner so let's say you find like a $800 business class fare on i have no idea we'll say like air france or KLM and let's say the flight is like 7000 miles Instead of giving you the $800 that you paid toward your status, they're going to give you like 30 to 40% of the number of miles flown, like Mark said. So it would be 2100 instead of the $800 that you paid.
0: So what kind of Delta status do you guys have? I'm curious. What, um, you know, are you guys silver, gold, platinum? I have
2: platinum right now, but I I'm I, this, is- this year.
1: Yeah, this is the first year I've gone for Delta SAS And mainly it's because of the rollover that from last year. So I already have enough MQMs. I'm silver through MQMs close to gold but I'm nowhere near on MQDs. So, and part of that's because the Reserve sign up gave me a bonus plus what rolled over from last year. So, MQDs is something I really need to focus on and I've been debating if I, you know, we talked about Machu Picchu a couple episodes ago, I'm debating like a trip down there, something just like a weekend thing even though I couldn't go if it was a weekend thing I couldn't go to actually to the site because there's not enough time, but something like that later in the year if I'm still short on MQDs, but We'll
2: see. We'll figure it out. There's so many ways. I feel like if we yeah. put our hands together, we'll figure it out. Are you playing the uh, wait and see game with the ticket prices? Like, why are you so set on what you already booked for Alaska?
1: Just because I rolled over Amex airline incidentals and everything into it. So I did all this stuff. But I did that
2: too, but you can still keep those.
1: <laughs> I know, but then I'm going to have this cash balance that I u- need to use somewhere else. So I'm like...
2: Yeah, but you're going to um, have that just... status for next year. We No, we got to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. I could save it for next year and then use it when I have status. But the nice thing about Delta status is it works on award flights too, which a lot of the, you know, the other big three doesn't work so much. So I'm not too worried about that as much. And I do think the cash prices are only going to go up. I don't think they'll go down. So I'm it's going to be locked it in. Yeah. I'm just going to roll with that
2: until like day before for any <laughs> flight that was booked before April 30th of this year, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. One last thing on Delta before we move on to rapid fire I think everyone knows by now, but May 1st is going to be when Delta will stop blocking middle seats. So that gravy train is going to end for those of you who that's important to. But if you're still flying in April on Delta, that's still going to be the case. All right, so let's uh, wrap things up with uh, Rapid Fire. Mark, what do you got for us today?
1: Yeah, so my rapid fire is a post that Ryan uh, wrote, and he's been to 140, 150 countries, somewhere in that. It's it pretty much changes by the day. He wrote his five favorite places. There's some interesting uh, choices in there. And Ryan, you know, before he got into miles and points, was still on this quest to see every country. So he kind of had that backpacker mentality. One of the places he stayed, <laughs> he stayed in a hammock on a rooftop for two dollars a night. So he has a different perspective than a lot of us that are in miles and points. And now he travels a little bit differently than he used to, but he still will go to hostels and stuff. So I find it interesting to see what he uh, values on his trips. And everybody's top five is going to be different depending on what type of travel they like to do, what is most important to them. You know, food might be the most important thing to you, where culture might be the, the most important thing to another person or the people that you meet when you're there type of thing. So I always enjoy lists like these. So definitely check it out. How about you, Bethany?
2: Mine is uh, if you have founder's card or are looking into it, it might be a good time to get it because, well, again, this came out before the Delta news, but um, Virgin Atlantic, they're offering free status with them for a year. And Virgin is partnered with Delta. So you get like some crossover benefits. And there are ways to sort of extend that for two years, even with award ticket bookings. And I thought that was a really cool benefit for something that doesn't have to cost you that much money to carry and has a lot of extra little things. But of course, people were like, well, why do I care about Virgin Atlantic silver status? It's like, for the same reason you care about Delta silver status, like it helps you on certain flights. And if you are a Sky Team flyer, it's like not a bad thing.
1: It'd be kind of cool if you could get the Virgin status and then match it to Delta And then usually Delta will give you a status match. They'll give you the status and then they'll give you like, you have to earn this much. And with the current Delta promo going on, I don't know how that would work with the status match, but
2: it counts. It it totally counts. How cool is that?
1: So that's a, a good way to double dip it. How about you, Joe?
0: Yeah. So my rapid fire also on Virgin Atlantic, You can still redeem the miles for ANA, which people have been loving to do for a long time. But the big change, which I think we first saw at one mile at a time, is that you can do it for one-way flights now. It used to always be round-trip. Virgin Atlantic has also decreased their fuel star charges, so you're going to be paying cheaper in cash as well. For those of you looking to get to Japan, this is a great option, but I'll also shout out Milenomics. Bob Dwyer wrote a post about... Booking on JAL using Asia miles. I've flown JAL from Boston to Tokyo. It's a great flight. So a lot of options to get to Japan. Hopefully they'll be open by 2022 and people will be able to go back. But between Virgin Atlantic and Asia miles, you know, there's lots of ways to get to Japan. And it's just uh, exciting to hear.
1: Yeah, but which one has better soy sauce? That's the question.
0: Only one man can tell (laughs) us that answer. (laughs) When you get out there, you let us know. All right, we'll do. All right, before we get out of here, one last chance to thank Bethany for coming on. Thank you so much for filling in. Um, We really appreciate it. Definitely upped our game. Had a lot of fun hanging out with you. Where can people find you online and uh, find your work?
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. And it's bougiemiles.com. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm going to do a really big giveaway, like a really big one. So, like, if you're not, uh, you never 40, know. A
0: thousand point IHG certs? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> you
2: get yeah, five. Right? That'll be like the, get 30th, five. the 30th prize. What about you, Mark?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark at miles to Come to the website, miles to memories. Comment there. I'll get back to you. Join our Facebook groups, which is something like Facebook forward slash miles to memories. I think, <laughs> you know, join the live chat, join in on the fun, our Patreon diamond group. If you like these, this podcast, we do extra shows in there. We have uh, group trips and everything like that. So definitely check that out. Also a big thanks to Bethany. Maybe Sean will be on vacation again next week and we can have the fun again. Yes, you know, please. Let it, let it fly. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> How about you, Joe? You can find me at Az Flies all over social media.
0: You can find my Disney podcast, disneydecipher.com If you're looking for a Disney travel agent at no cost to you, you can check me out, Joseph Chung, at TravelMation.net. For this podcast, like we said at the top, find us at MTMPodcast.com. Uh, you can also find old episodes of the podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Please uh, leave us a note. If uh, you have anything you want us to talk about, and again, join us live on Mondays around lunchtime Eastern to hang out with us as we are recording this.
1: The exact time always depends on Joe's schedule. Yep, it's never the same <laughs> two weeks in a row. I apologize, everybody. I
0: apologize. All right, Those thank teachers. you so much. <laughs> and and students, now we got to work true. on too. Are you done? I'm getting the call That's so. Right. I'll see see you guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Goodbye. (laughs) All
1: right. (laughs) Bye. Thanks, everybody.
0: Okay, before we move on off the record, I need to ask, why was Bethany waving around a credit card at some point during her rant? I was like, what if What if someone can see the number? What is she doing?
2: You know, I've done that several times, right? I did like an unboxing video and just didn't um, put it didn't out. out I'm just like,
0: <laughs> she's like,
2: because I finally you're... got my new um, card holders. No, you're just
0: like <laughs> you're just like waving your card around. She's doing it just like, in
1: case there's like a drive-by, and she has the platinum card. I will stop the bullet. I guess I don't know. It's like, so like a topic. I can't
2: stop. Uh, like I was I'm like, mad.
0: well, I was like, did she have it in her hand the entire time? But then it disappeared. I was
1: like, is there some sort of magic trick going on? Like I, just, I don't even know what's happening. She slices up her fruit on the side when she when you're not looking before she eats it with her card. Nice. nice. All right, moving on. Moving on.
2: And basically the way to do it is to use cheap partner fares so hold on sorry oh uh, you're gonna sorry.
1: want to re-say that you're
2: the worst <laughs> i'm so you sorry you are the you, worst you go
1: samurai with credit cards while you're talking no Yo, you why we remember these, to put why your phone get, on vibrate why we get I, these millennials on our podcast Mark? i Come can't on. use i can't figure out how to click it to vibrate or how to use mobile wallet <laughs> Amazing. it's
2: on vibrate it's on vibrate it's hooked yeah. up to my computer
1: oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah you should
1: learn how to turn that off
2: because <laughs> I'm a real millennial
0: <laughs> all right before we get out of here one more chance to just say uh...
1: all right one second one more chance to say baby mama da- Daniel Tiger is on break daddy come turn it back on <laughs>